Hey guys, Sangirl here. Do you miss me like I miss all of you? Usually at this time of year we're starting to prep for a new season, but um, if you looked around lately, you may notice that, well, nothing's normal. So with all this newfound free time, anxiety, and uh, chaotic energy, my sister... Oh! <laughs> my sister and I decided to start something new. And you're listening to it right now. This is Sign Girl Says. I'm Samantha Potter. And I'm Mahalia Potter. And we spent the last five years creating a fan experience like no other. We are an artist. And a hype man. On a mission to... Seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Um, dude. We're, we're just fans. Can Star Trek sue us for that? I sure hope not. So anyways, we'll be discussing some hot takes today, mostly about hockey, but also sometimes about life. What about Sunny D? Uh, maybe. Well, we hope you stay tuned, though, because I'm about to hit Mahi with a painful question. You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. So it's been five seasons since we've had the goals back in San Diego. Um, it's been five seasons? It, it doesn't feel like it, but it has. Um, so naturally, since we can't get ready for season six the way we normally would, I have a question that's going to rip your heart out. Oh, fantastic. So who do you miss the most? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I told There's you. There's so many. There are a lot of them. I feel like there's so many characters. Like, we kind of get to see them develop their personalities. We kind of get to see the real characters behind these players. Um, a little more than most because of the sign challenges and things like that that we've done. And just kind of finding who they are. But um, I want to know, who who hurt you? None of them hurt me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, who do you miss the most? Um, okay, well, but everyone already knows that I have a bias. I mean, if they follow you, they, they obviously know I have a bias. But if they don't, then they don't know, so we might yeah. as well just get on with it. Okay. Well, of course, like, my number one person I always miss is, is Mike Leombis, Hockey Dad. I miss him so much. So if you don't know, um... Mike Leambus played for um, the San Diego Goals for two seasons, and during that time, very early on, my sister decided that this man is somebody that she was going to call her dad. Um, and it's not in a weird way, it's just, uh, like, she genuinely thinks of him as a father figure. It's kind of adorable, um, but yes. So He's a that cool is dude! It. He's a cool dude. <laughs> Um, he makes woodworking designs in his free time currently. You should really go check it out on Instagram, Nomadic Designs. This isn't sponsored. It's just beautiful work. Um, but um, Lambeau played for the goals for two seasons, and he did have a stint up with Anaheim for a short while. Um, what do you think he brought to the team overall? Honestly, I really feel like just the energy overall that he brought in my opinion, I really think that it made a big difference in our team. Like, you could tell when he was playing, you could tell when he wasn't. 
There's a lot of grit there, I think. Yes, yes, definitely. He's always grinding, making a lot of statements. Like, he mm -hmm. was there to fight. He, you know, was ready to take on whatever challenge he needed to face. Exactly. All right. And I really appreciated that on the team. <clears throat> Fair point. Um, I guess for me, um, I have I have many favorites, but I guess the first one that I would have to say is the original sign boy, um, Cali Kosala. <laughs> Oh gosh, um, Kale, you know, he came in that end of that first year and I was like, dude, this guy, he had my attention from the very beginning. Um, initially I just liked his name because it started with a K and I thought that was cool, but you know, it grew to so much more than that. He kind of became goals hockey for some time. He was a fan favorite. He had the Michigan goal that like nobody really understood what happened that arena that night was insane just kind of sitting there like well the horn went off but nobody really saw it and he'd really just like that was a piece of goals history and it was really hard to watch him you know he didn't get a full shot with Anaheim he was up and down for a while and then he was a free agent and he ended up signing in Toronto and um we had some times <laughs> <laughs> we had some times, he and I did, but at the same time, you know, it kind of hurts to, you know, watch him walk away. I get that. Do you have anybody else that you, that comes to mind? Scott Saverin. Oh, it do be like that, yes. <laughs> I love him. As he you was can great. See, as you can see, my sister has a propensity to a specific type of player, and that's not a problem. We love them in this house. <laughs> I don't even try to. <laughs> okay, what about Sabs? I loved his energy. I... <laughs> Listen. Scott Sabrin also played for the goals for about two years. Um, he most recently made headlines in Ottawa with the drama of him fighting Austin Matthews or trying to get under Austin Matthews' so. skin. And then the um, hit that really kind of hurt him shortly after that, where everybody was very worried for his, um, well-being and things like that. As far as I know, he's still in the Ottawa system. I haven't really checked up recently, but I'm sure I probably will after this. Um, he really did. He came right in at around the same time mm -hmm. as Lambo, as Mike Liambus, and just kind of, they were like, if it wasn't one, it was the other. Scotty stayed after Mike did, right? He had one extra yes, year. I believe so. And then, ultimately, you know, he was another fan favorite, another one of those guys that got the crowd going. Everybody loved him, and, you know, it was tough to watch him go. <sighs> it's been tough to watch some of these guys go. <laughs> it's been tough to watch some of these guys go, not gonna lie. What about you? Who Who's anybody else? Well... If you know me, which some of you do, I'm sure, um, I'm going to have to say Dallas. <laughs> I miss Dallas the most. Um, Dallas Aikens is very important to me. Um, he has been since before this team even took the ice. Um, I will swear up and down that, you know, I've been watching this man. I saw him as a player and as a kid in Chicago. He won't want to admit it, but I did. Um, and then as a coach in San Diego, he made such an impact on me personally. 
And then, you know, getting to know his system, watching how he coaches the games. Um, you can tell that it's no longer a Dallas Aikens coach team. And I didn't realize that until I started watching Ducks games this past year. And I was like, oh, I can tell what's going to happen. Because it's a Dallas Aikens coached game. That's how much I love Dallas. I feel like I can predict those things sometimes. Maybe that's a little overstepping, but he, you know, fans got behind him, players got behind him. You overwhelmingly will hear players say they will run through a wall for Dallas Aikens. He has some kooky policies. I remember when people were talking about his banning of, like, ice cream and coffee creamer, people were like, oh, gosh, like, oh, no. Um, but, you know, the players wanted to work for him. And he got the players to work for them. And he led the team to a lot of success. So, like, he was goals hockey for the first four years up until this last year when we switched over. Not to say I don't love Kevin Deneen, but it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock. You know, we're so used to him having, Dallas having set things up a certain way. Next thing you know, it turns around. You've got a different man on the bench. You've got somebody else to answer to was a little bit of a tough change for me, but, you know, I'm happy that Dallas is in Anaheim working up to success and rebuilding that team into something that we can help hopefully see success from both in Anaheim and down here in San Diego. Okay, so we've talked a lot about some of our people from the past. Anybody from the present that you miss? Well, I hope I don't miss any of them. I don't know who's leaving yet. Oh, no! <laughs> We haven't really, this year, and I mean, that's a fair point, it's September, um, there really hasn't been a lot of, like, oh, this person's signing, this person's leaving, and I think that's kind of reassuring, but at the same time, it's like, wait, who's on contract, who's, <laughs> who's, who's gonna be leaving next, um, you gotta go down the roster, <laughs> you literally, you have to go down the roster and be like, oh, who's on, who's, you know, Still on contract with the Ducks, still on contract with, you know, the AHL level, who's free agency, things like that. I'm still learning, figuring out how to do that. Um, the one that worries me the most has got to be Kevin Boyle. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, last year we were in a similar position with Corey Tropp. Everybody in the Goals fan page was like, are we ever going to sign Tropp? Are we going to, like... Is he coming back? Is he not? There was this time of, like, three months, I think, where fans weren't sure if he had been signed, but, like, people from the team were like, uh, no, he signed a while ago, but, like, we didn't know for sure. Um, he did, but you saw him fall into a very different role. Um, I feel like a similar thing kind of happened with Kevin Boyle this year with the signing of Anthony Solars. Anthony Solares, you know, came in. He's a year younger than Kevin. He came in from more NHL experience um, coming out of Lehigh Valley. And he kind of seemed like he jumped over Kevin in the seniority list. Like, it's like, hey, you know, he's been to the show more times. He's going to be above you. So after having known Kevin Boyle on San Diego Ice for almost the whole five years, suddenly he was playing backup goalie again when he was under, it seemed like he'd earned the net. He'd earned that spot. But, you know, things happen with the coaching change and things like that. Sometimes it's just not your net anymore. Um, so I feel like the likelihood, unfortunately, of Kevin Boyle signing 
again with San Diego, and this is purely speculation, this is purely just my own opinion, seems to be kind of low. He kind of feels like, you know, he's, maybe he feels like he's been passed over. That's a very good possibility. Um, but it's really going to hurt the fans Definitely. when he walks. Um, the team recently ran, you know, that play of the year tournament. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh gosh, it's going to be a popularity contest. And sure enough, the final round was Stolarz versus Boyle. And I was like, oh, I wonder which goalie's going to win. Kevin Boyle was the eighth seed of that tournament, and he still won by a landslide because fans love him. It's going to be really hard for, you know, to see him walk away from San Diego. Mm-hmm. But it's inevitable. This is minor league hockey. This is how things work. Wherever they go, I will definitely be happy to see what they bring to wherever they go. I wish I wish AHL did jerseys, and so I didn't have to make my own, because then I would just be like, yes, wherever you go, I can get a shirt. Right? I would love that. I would not have any money left for anything. You know, another <laughs> another interesting one I saw. Um, do you remember Adam Cracknell? Yes, I do. I was very disappointed that he didn't go to Seattle because I have his release the Cracknell sign, which already had an octopus on it. And I was like, yes, this is great. Um, he signed with Edmonton's organization. Really? The other day. And I was like, oh, so we're going to be seeing... Adam Cracknell, one of the main pieces that helped us to that conference final that one year. Um, And he's going to be back, but he's going to be playing for the other guy. He's going to be playing probably for Bakersfield in that organization. So I think that's going to be interesting for fans to be like, hey, we love you, we appreciate you, thank you for all your help, but uh, no, we don't like you. You're the bad guy. You're going down today. Um, so, um... And especially being being a fan and being put in that situation. I've been put in that situation multiple times. <laughs> and it's rough. Just it's sitting there rough. like, hi, we miss you, but, you know, we don't like you today. That's, that's I, a tough one. I had to tell... I had to do that to Scott Saffron. It hurt me deep. <laughs> it hurt me deep. The only one that we get a free pass from is Mike Lambus because everybody else is like, yeah, we we know who you're really cheering for tonight. It's like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's see. I, I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay, so... It has been five years of having this team. We've been here for five seasons. You have been doing signs for all five of them. Now, my question to you is, what have been your favorite experiences doing these sign challenges? Uh, You hit me with a tough question. Um, That's what I'm here to do. So for those of you who don't know, sign challenges are something that I've been very lucky to do over the past five years. Um, It first started when I approached a player and realized that in the middle of my conversation, I did not have a sign already made for them. And I felt like it was really awkward. Um, I didn't really, I didn't know what to say. I used to have, you know, this whole speech set up and then it was like, oh gosh, I don't have anything for you. Can you sign a blank piece of paper? Now, in this five-year history, I have been lucky enough to only have one player tell me no, and I mean, I respect their decision. It takes a lot to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to sign my name on this. You have free reign to do whatever you want. 
I understand that that's a risk. Not everybody's willing to take it, but overwhelmingly so. I've been able to have the creative liberty to take their signature and they put it somewhere on the paper, wherever they want, and then I create something from it. Now, there have definitely been some challenges. I have to learn not to say to sign wherever you want because the guy's instinct is to sign right in the middle. I think I have five or six that are just straight up in the middle, and I'm like, I hate you, I hate you, I don't hate them, but it just drives me absolute batty. Those are my favorites. Mahalia encourages these people. I do. She's like, yes, sign in the middle, and I'm like, oh, don't sign in the middle. Sign in the middle and as big as you want. Trevor Murphy took up half the page. I'm like, really? This is how you don't get a sign. I really emphasize, whenever she pitches the sign challenges, I am there. I will tell them, sign as big or as small or wherever you want. And they they run with it. Um, the hardest one, there are a couple difficult ones. It always tends to be the players that I've actually spoken to more than maybe once. Because once you talk to somebody, you really want to like really get who they are on the paper. Or at least I do. I'm like that. So um, Steve Alexi is the only one I've ever messed up. And I felt so guilty after I finished it because I literally, I remember walking up to him at an event and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, I ruined your sign. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you signed it and I ruined it and I want to cry. And he's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. And I felt really bad, so I made him a whole different other one, and it ended up being ten times better, and he's like, well, I'm glad you messed the other one up, because this one's better. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Um, it ends up, that's one of my favorite signs that I've ever done now. It was so witty. I was like, gosh, I couldn't come up with something like this ever again. Um, ones that stand out for me. I really liked Adam Cracknell's release the Cracknell with the little octopus cracking thing one. on it. Um, that one was super popular, too. Um, what else? Um, and my other favorite one might be the Alex Dossi one. Really? It really might. You did give me the idea. I did. But, um... It really fit with his playing style at the time. He was kind of... You didn't really know what was going to happen with him. He was a young centerman coming in. But when Alex Dosti was on, he was on. And that Alex Kazam became kind of like a little... It was like a little vibe. There was that um, audio going around on TikTok for a while. It was like, Alaka freaking censored Zam. And like <laughs> every time I said it, like after I drew it, once I heard that audio, I was like, yes, this is this is the audio. This is what inspired this, even though it wasn't. It came out afterwards. It was really cool to take that from a paper to a sweatshirt. I had never done that before. And I was just thankful that it was a simple design. I can't imagine doing that for a tougher design like to release the cracknell or things like that um it's very simple very straightforward but it turned out so amazing i was like oh my gosh i could make 50 more 
Um, I never did, but That does maybe. have to be my favorite, but I feel like I'm a little biased. Of course it is. It's on your hoodie. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, obviously it's my sister's favorite. It's her favorite. Um, my other favorites would have to be the ones that kind of come naturally. Um, getting to draw some cool characters has been fun. I do take a little creative liberty and go off of characters from, you know, popular media, kind of nice little pop culture references. A couple of my favorites have been Groot. I got to draw Groot in a Goals jersey for Ben Thompson. We stand Ben Thompson in this house. He that is was the best. He's one of my faves. He's so sweet and he was a big supporter of Sign Girl. So his nickname was Groot and we drew, I drew Groot and I had never drawn Groot before. Groot is an anthropomorphic tree and I was like, "Oh gosh, I don't know how, but I did it." And it turned out great. Um, another would have to be the Sam I Am sign for Sam Carrick. That was my first sign for Sam Carrick because my name is Sam and his name is Sam. So naturally we have to be friends. Um, <laughs> we're close to the same age. So I was like, well, I grew up totally loving, um, Green Eggs and Ham, Sam I Am and all that. So I kind of made a joke off of that and said like, that's Sam I Am because it was kind of like a inside joke, but not, I don't know, but getting to draw Sam I Am holding a hockey stick in a goals jersey was fun, and considering it was on a signed paper, I think that was the first full-on artistic sign challenge I did. I was so nervous. That first pen stroke on the paper, I like barely sketched it in pencil. I was like, I'm going in please don't let me mess this up, and I was just, like, shaking as I drew it, but it worked out, and it turned out great, and now it's, it always has a place in my heart. I feel like a lot of the signs that you were the most afraid to do have been the ones that have done, have, that have been the best. It's, it's a fun little, the way they work out is funny. They'll either take me 30 minutes, I'll come up with the idea, be like, yes, this is it, I can see it, it's perfect. Or a year and a half. <laughs> or it takes me a year and a half. The 30 minutes one would be Kiefer Sherwood, uh, with his little Vine-inspired, will he score? Uh, yeah, Kiefer Sherwood, if you didn't know how to say that sign, that's how you say it, it's a Vine reference, it's great. It's, it's inspired by Road Work Ahead, uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it makes me laugh every time I say it, every time I have that one, I'm like, yes, this is good con good content, good comedy. Who else thinks it, who else thinks it's funny? Probably just me and my sister. But you know what? It makes me laugh. It makes me smile. That's what I'm going for. Or, you know, it could take a year and a half like Scott Moldenhauer's did because I couldn't come up with anything. So, you know... Poor Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Moldenhauer has been through the ringer on the Cyan Girl stage. Um, his turned out super great. Once I finally drew it manned up and drew it like it took me forever because I was like oh but I don't think it's good enough 
But I really like the little details in his. I like when I added in the, um, oh my gosh, what does it say? Earn your role? Oh my gosh. I'm ashamed. I forgot it. Anyways, moving on. Um, is there anything else you want to, any other standout signs before we go? Well, the problem is, is a lot of the standout signs for me have not been signed challenges. I mean, besides, besides Luke Gazdick's, Luke Gazdick's sign that you did for, for him, that one was amazing. I, yes. With the, the lion? The Lionheart Luke. I love, I love that sign. I feel like that gave him a little bit of an ego, but that's okay. You know what, that's okay. We love Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. That, that sign, I feel, turned out amazing. But I feel like a lot of my favorite signs of yours are not sign challenges. And I, I, I'm a little ashamed of that because I feel like you put a lot more effort into your sign challenges. Sign challenges definitely take more time to think yes, of. Yes, definitely. But I'm going to be real. My favorite sign of yours, as simple as it is, has to be gulls eat fish. That's because you came up with it. Yeah. Define me coming up with it, because half-asleep me is not responsible for anything. <laughs> but I mean, if you didn't say it sarcastically, I wouldn't have wrote it down on paper, and then it just, it worked. It did, it really did. I, that's one of my favorite signs. Has to, it has to be Gullsy Fish. It just make me laugh. It's just like, wow, she thought of this sarcastically in the car when and she was literally half-asleep. And it's literally the <clears throat> biggest hit, and they put it on the Jumbotron every time. I like to say that that's because of us, but, you know, we can't prove it yet, but it's if anybody it, asks, it's because, it's because of us. us. <laughs> so, um, for today, do we have anything else? I think that we've covered as much as we can right now. I think this is going to be it for our intro edition of Cyan Girl Says. We have a lot more insight coming up. Maybe next time we will discuss... More looking towards the future of goals hockey and what's going to be happening in, when we get a season six. We'll eventually get a season six. And what we hope to bring to the table as this continues in a during and post-COVID world. Thank you so much for listening. And hope you enjoyed. Goodbye. We gotta get with the program. We gotta speed it up a little Listen. bit. We gotta peace out, Girl Scout, homeschool a biscuit. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. <laughs>